Hello, 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 good day, and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Ashtino, and today we're going to be talking about something that has brought itself to bear uh, before the Supreme Court of the United States of America and between all of the federal uh, courts throughout the land and indeed throughout the local courts and uh, local jurisdictions in the country here. And that issue is the issue of abortion. Now, um, I get it that some people are very determined to um, put themselves on a certain side of this debate. And I respect that. I am only trying to put myself towards the area where we are going to debate <clears throat> the uh, the jurisprudence of it. What is legal, what is not, according to the courts. So let's get on with that right now. First of all, in, uh, I believe it was 1973, Roe v. Wade... Uh, established the right of states to uh, enact abortion. As a legal issue, it could not be determined by the states. Now, this is very important because the states before then, were they could determine whether or not abortion was legal and they could determine whether or not the, the boundaries of abortion were legal. And... Roe versus Wade came out and said, no, you can't. Abortion is something that cannot be denied to women across the country. With certain parameters, I'm not going to go into it right now. If you're really interested, go ahead and look it up. But the bottom line is that it was a national issue because the Supreme Court find it. Now, today, um, this, uh, I forget who it is, versus Jackson, in Mississippi, they're debating about whether or not abortion should be uh, a 15-week issue. Um, they're de- determining whether or not it should be based upon a heartbeat. But the bottom line is that what's going on right now is uh, basically going to set back abortion rights for women uh, to a tremendous period. Now, I know many people, and I've talked to many of them. I've talked to my conservative friends, my liberal friends. They've said, well, look, here's the bottom line, all right? Abortion is going to be made illegal in, about, what is it, 31 states? I might be wrong, give or take 31 states. And many of them are going to immediately be like, nope, can't have abortion in this state. Okay. But in New Jersey and New York and Pennsylvania and Connecticut and Rhode Island and New York, and Massachusetts, everything is going to still be legal. It is. These states are still going, and in California and Washington, Oregon, and a bunch of different states, they're still going to have abortion as a legal act. Which is going to be like, okay, fine, you want to declare that in Louisiana and Nebraska and Texas and 
Arkansas and Mississippi and Alabama and, you know, whatever. They're all going to be illegal. Fine, but we're not going to have it. Yeah, here's the thing that... Here's the rub as it matters. First of all, a friend of the court for Mississippi stated uh, before the Supreme Court that they felt that... um, And I'm uh, I'm going to quote this here because... I don't like to to make things up. <clears throat> um, a friend of the court brief supporting the state let uh, argues the effects would be much uh, more expansive upon Mississippi than Mississippi suggests. The brief filed by Texas Right to Life, whose counsel of record. Jonathan Mitchell was the architect of Texas's six-week abortion ban, tells the justices that the court's decision in Loving v. Virginia... Now, Loving v. Virginia is the court case that permitted interracial marriage. So, if you are not white and you are married to someone who is white, congratulations, you've got the rights. I would like to say myself... I'm throwing this out there. This court case especially affects me. I am married to someone who is not white. I am white, according to the law. I have three children who are not considered white, according to the law. So, you know what? Virginia, go ahead. Bring loving verse Virginia to me. But anyway... Establish the right to interracial marriage would survive if Roe versus Wade was overruled because the Civil Rights Act of 1866, quote, provides all the authority needed to strike down a state law banning interracial marriage. However, the group adds, the court's decisions in Lawrence versus Texas, striking down a Texas law prohibiting gay sex, and Ogrefell versus Hodges, which is a, uh, that's one of these. You know, if you're going to go into constitutional law, you need to memorize that. Holding that the Constitution guarantees a right to same-sex marriage would necessarily fall because they are, quote, as lawless as Roe. Okay. So let's, let's go over that. Let's go over it. So basically, what Virginia is saying and what the rest of the South is saying is that Oh, no, 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 we're not going to outlaw interracial marriage, but we're basically going to outlaw gay marriage. We're going to say that that is illegal. And this plays into, again, what I have said, and those of you who have been following my podcast for a while will understand. The issue with, and I'm I'm bringing up a new phrase, maybe it's been brought up before. If it has, I apologize, and I give full credit to anyone who said this. If it hasn't, by all means, I will never dissuade anyone from saying it. Okay? Which is theofascism. Theofascism is where you've got individuals using uh, theocracy and theocratic methods to establish fascism. And that's, that's a very interesting conundrum we've got here. In the United States, we want a a theocracy, but we want it to be based upon theocratic points. So, for example, 
we want individuals to not be able to marry people of uh, the same sex. Why? What does that have to do? Well, because it's theocracy. We'll come up with something that helps define it, but it's theocracy in the meanwhile. Now, I've always said, and this is something I've been very uh, uh, poignant about, it's not, any type of theocracy is never about <clears throat> influencing other people. It's about forcing other people to adhere to your norms. Now, when I was in school last week, I was talking to my students, and I was like, you know, we, it's really appropriate right now that we're talking about the rise of dictatorships in Europe during the 1920s and 1930s. And I said, you know, here's the thing. If I don't want people to marry one another because they're the same sex, there are going to be people that are okay with it. There are going to be people that are not okay with it. But people could be like, well, you know what? Germany or New Jersey does not want people of the same sex to marry one another. That's their business. The problem is that in fascism, it's never an issue of being satisfied with that. They need to make sure that not only do they not allow anything, you can't allow anything. And that's why we have things like these movements, these amendments of a marriage towards, uh, you know, whether or not you can have um, the same-sex marriages, Okay. And that's an issue because, you know, they're perfectly okay with being like, no, you can have same-sex marriages. Well, why not? We would like that because we don't want them. So it's not an issue of you can have them. We don't want that. We've been granted the freedom to do not that. We don't want that. It ends up being like, well, you can't have it either. And this is where it just, it just rolls downhill. Now, any of you have followed my podcast for the years, um, and any of the not through the years, will know that I am a very big anti-fascist, very big anti-conservative, uh, and not conservative on the issue of you know the, the the political, just conservative on the issue of social and liberal stuff. Um, but I am okay. I don't like it. And a lot of these people are more than happy to be like, oh, no, well, we can't have this. Well, why can't we? Okay. My thing is this. A lot of what we're viewing today is of a, a, a position of, well, you know what? Why can't we have, for example, with gay marriage? What, what matters with marriage? I mean, I solved this a long time ago, which, by the way, for those of you listening, I probably mentioned this before. Okay, so years ago, I said, well, listen, here's what we'll have. We'll have um, a state of civil union. If you are looking to reap the benefits of being a spouse to someone, you can sign up for a civil union. Doesn't matter. Male, female, male, male, female, male, female, female. Whatever. You get to get all the benefits of the, uh, you know, 
everything that's going on with the um, <clears throat> civil union. Now, the problem I got was like, well, what if what if we don't want the civil union? Well, wait, wait a why don't you want the civil union? Well, because we feel that it's uh, you know it offends our God. Okay, fine. But I don't follow your God. I don't believe in your God. And the people that are getting the uh, civil union don't believe in your God. And then it's like, well, that's, you know, but, but our God is the right God. And that's where, see, this is the thing. And I brought this up before and I'll bring it up again. And I'll bring it up again until I am silenced. A lot of it is about the issue of whose God makes the difference. See, here's the thing. I I don't have a God, per se. But someone who does have a God that says, well, you know what? Gay marriage is against the rules of nature. Okay, well, what if I don't believe in your God? Then it becomes, well, it doesn't matter because my God is right. And that's really where we end up getting to as it becomes a case of, you know what? It doesn't matter what you believe about God. It doesn't matter who you believe God is, what you believe God says. My God is God, and that's all there is to it. And if you don't believe in my God, then you're wrong. And I'm going to import my God's decisions upon you. Well, how does that make any sense? Though it doesn't, unless you really believe and this goes back to the olden days. This goes back to the time of, you know, the pharaohs, the time of the, you know, Judaic belief in the God. Um, it's never been about, well, you know what, our God is cool and your God is cool. No, our God is beyond your God. I mean, in fact, if you really want to look at it, you know, the diaspora, the Jewish diaspora after the Babylonian uh, you know, conquest, uh, they moved from having multiple gods, which at the time, and, and I know I'm, I'm saying this and people may be unhappy with hearing this, but I really don't care because I'm doing nothing but saying truth. In Judaism, there were multiple gods, okay? There were multiple gods before the Babylonian diaspora, and that was it. Now, after that, there were a lot of people who believed that, you know, there should be only one God. And so the idea that there was only one God, uh, that the one God was spreading his truth, came into being. And that's what happened. Then it became, you know, in the beginning it was multiple gods, our God is the strongest, therefore we're the best. After their God defeated, then it became, oh, well, how do we define this? Well, you know what? Our God is punishing us. It's no different than me rooting for Chelsea and being like, well, you know what? You know, we were the best and the God was uh, approving of us, but then he decided or she decided that, you know, we needed to be brought back in. So he caused us to lose to West Ham. And that was that. And then we'll, we'll, we'll have, you know, he'll come in or she'll come in to save us eventually. All right. So <clears throat> that's basically the deal. Um, and, you know, in America right now, 
it's massively problematic because we are forcing other people to believe in what we, what certain people, I say we, what certain people believe in. That's problematic, okay? Um, I don't believe in that. A majority of Americans don't believe in that. In fact, it's getting to the point where a majority of Americans don't believe in God, period. And it's fine if you do. But don't believe it's... You know, there's, there's a great meme which says, like, you know, my God says I can't do this. And the other person says, okay, that's fine. And the other... Below that it says, my God says you can't do this. And the other person says, F you. All right? That's really it. All right? You, you can't tell me what to do. I can do what I want. You can't tell me what to do. Much as a guy would not want to tell you what to do. But that's it really, isn't it? It, it? It's an issue of infringement upon individual rights. I mean, goodness gracious. We've had this situation now. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about it a week after the fact. This individual, this 15-year-old who went in and shot up his school... And for the record, I don't think that a 15-year-old should be tried as an adult. This individual is despicable. But at the same time, this individual needs 20-plus years of help. He was crying out for help. He was begging for help. And nobody helped him. Nobody helped him. Not a person said... We're going to not allow him in school. His parents, I mean, for God's sake, his mother alone said, ha ha, LOL, you can't, uh, don't, don't make that, you know, uh, obvious. You know what? <clears throat> this is a tragedy as much as tragedies are. Uh, tragedies are events that occur because several events happen, any one of which could have stopped it, and they didn't. I mean, the Titanic is usually used as an exalt, uh, as an example of a tra- tragedy because multiple things could have happened. This happened with this individual because these parents, and then they tried to flee to Canada, and they couldn't go because they were anti-vax. Canada, and then they were trying to sneak across the border. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> oh, dearie me. I mean, God, what a bunch of freaking people. But anyway, <clears throat> getting back to things. Um, You know, we need to look at this in the United States. I mean, we're being ridiculed around the world because of our stance on vaccines. And I know that personally, working in the school. Um, we're not allowed in Canada. Uh, European countries are forbidding us. But it doesn't have to be like that, okay? Um, the problem is that people are now treating vaccines on a political level. Now, I've mentioned this before. I have. Um, I've mentioned the fact that so many people are not willing to take the vaccine because they view it as something. Well, you know what? I was told not to take it. 
Well, if, if, and I mean, come on, if, uh, you know, TikTok tells you not to take it, I mean, come on, how can you be any, how can you say no to that? But the reality is that we've got a situation right now where people are not taking the vaccine, individuals are unvaccinated, people are going to work, people are getting infected, uh, and then we're moving on. And I just really feel it's absolutely stupid. I do. Um, People need to get the vaccine. That's all there is to it. Um, I would like to, you know, create a scenario where I'm, you know, flying off to deal with another situation that's, you know, beyond the realm of, uh, you know, uh, cartoons and whatever, but I'm not. Here I am. I'm in Monroe Township, New Jersey, and I work in Elizabeth. I drive up into New uh, into Elizabeth. I deal with Roselle Park, but I deal with individuals that go out and get the vaccination. And for those of you who do, I love you, and I want you to know that I love you and I appreciate it. Um, I have a compromised. Uh, system. I have a compromised immunodeficiency system. I have a valve, uh, artificial valve in my heart. I've had two open heart surgeries um, in the last 10 years. So I'm not, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Don't 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 worry about that. If you're listening to this and you're one of my students, don't worry about that. I am I am rocking and rolling for the next several years. But the bottom line is that um, I am a target, and if people come in bringing um, you know coronavirus, and it does get to me, whether it's you know asymptomatic or not, I'm gonna have an issue. And I, that's why what I do is I wash my hands. I mean, criminy, I wash my hands like eight times a day. Seriously, I I wash my hands and then I go with the, um, in my school, thankfully, with the, and kudos to the Elizabeth Board of Education. Fantastic job. I've got, um, you know, a, a gallon, literally, of uh, hand sanitizer in every classroom. And I use it. I absolutely use it. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, people come out of the bathroom and I'm like, did you wash your hands? You know, I can't ask them that. I can't do that. But we all have to take care of things. We all have to look out for stuff. So, um, that's my thing with, uh, you know, with with the uh, coronavirus. Um, Again, you know, we're, we're looking at a situation where... Individuals are spreading it about and they might be contributing towards a new strand of the coronavirus. This is a problem. Please, if you're listening to this, if you're at all listening to this, get your shots, get the booster, please get get inoculated. Um... Don't sit there and be like, nah, I'm not going to, stuff will come into my arm. 
Look, there is nothing that's going to affect you negatively through any of the viruses, uh, through any of the, the vaccines that have the viruses. It's not going to happen. So stop. Stop, please. Um, for the rest of you, I would wish you a very safe, happy and healthy week going on with school. Um, I will put up another couple before uh, the winter break, but this one, I'm debating what to call it, and I think I'm just going to call it, you know what, be smart about vaccines. That's really all there is to it. For those of you listening, please be smart about vaccines. Don't ignore them. They're there for a reason. Get them. Help us help you. Help the rest of humanity deal with this. All right? Until next week, I will uh, talk to you. I wish the rest of you a happy, healthy, and safe rest of your week. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.